Extra Butter Podcast. This is your first time on the podcast. Tell me how you feel. <laughs> All right, she got nothing for me. People are going to be jealous that our producers are dogs. I, I think, yeah, I think people will be jealous because we have the best producers in the game. In the we game. Got Na- <laughs> Nala and Hinata. This is uh, Nala's first time as, as like a in, in-house producer. She's the first time in studio. Nala, come here. She's up, nervous. Up, up. She's nervous. Up, up. It's okay. Come on. Yeah, what's up, baby girl? Anything to say? All right, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll put subtitles on that. Yeah, I know, right? Dog language. Welcome to Extra Butter. Welcome to Extra Butter. We've been gone for a minute. Now we back. Now pop pop. Your podcast for all things uh, good conversation and good movies and good dogs and and great dogs. Great dogs. It's Cam. It is Dylan. And uh, yeah, man, we back, bro. We, I think I released the episode with Tyler uh, last week. Sunday, I think. But what I, one thing, some, some housekeeping before we get into the movie that we're talking about today. Uh, one thing we didn't get to talk about was the famous slap heard around the world. Oh, oh. At the Oscars. I'm talking. Oh, you said we'd talk about this and I totally forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. blanked it. Uh, we're talking the, the Will Smith slap. The slaps giving. It's, it's. I feel bad giving context because in, in my head, like if you if you didn't hear this, you just weren't a like a, a human being on the planet Earth. If you had no idea this happened, but for if context, you didn't, if you didn't see the flurry of memes, oh, the, the best the memes, memes, the best. Holy memes, buckets! Uh, but for context, um, Will Smith was up for the best actor nomination for his role as King Richard in the movie King Richard, uh, Venus and Serena's uh, father. I did see it. Did you catch it? Have nope. you seen that movie? It's a really good movie. It uh, was another one of those that was uh, on HBO Max at the same time last year. Yeah. And I just missed that one. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's... Was he deserving of the award kind of good, though? Here's the thing. I <laughs> I can't speak for the other actors in the category. I, I, I didn't see all those movies. Yeah, I was slacking on the, um, the but, choices this year. Uh, he was He was very good... I sometimes I feel like the Oscars gives Oscars out to actors that um how do you say like 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 Denzel winning for Training Day yeah I don't know if he deserved it for Training Day but it was kind of one of the things where like we didn't give him we didn't give him one for Malcolm X there's so many oh, other movies we didn't it's give like him one the for. Uh, the consolation like, like here we skipped you so many times Leo here you go yeah have like, it, have what, it did for he deserve it for one. the Revenant. I don't really know, but like, yeah, you know, that it, kind of thing. He, we've missed him so. I mostly times. just look at whoever else was in it because if they're like, okay, Denzel, here's Training Day. If everyone else inside of it was way better, then I'll be like, eh, should he have got it for that, or is it just the, yeah, we skipped you and we feel bad. Yeah, yeah, it might be that because uh, Will did he win one before? He never won one. He'd been nominated know. for Ali. I don't even know which movies. Pursuit yeah. of Happiness. Okay. 
I it does. It does very. You know what they give you when they're the sorry we missed you. Yeah. They give you a like special achievement lifetime award, achievement, a yeah. lifetime achievement. They're just like I'm it's so Jackie sorry. One of those. Yeah, that's what I mean. Though they're like, well, you never won one, and you might not because of whatever you do, and yeah. at this point, so let's give you one. It feels like that. But anyway, so he's up for that award. Um, there is a bit right before, ironically, uh, Quest Love is about to win an award for best documentary for Solo, which is a great documentary, by the way. Um, Chris Rock gets up there because he wasn't hosting. It, Chris Rock had, was they not, had like, yeah. the trio hosting. Amy Schumer, Wanda, Wanda Sykes, and another I'm person I don't even remember. Yeah, I, I didn't mean, even watch the show, so they did a good job. Like I'm not trying to shade, but he was just up there to talk present and, and present the documentary a piece, award. and he just started riffing it. And he made a joke about Jada being uh, look, looking like she's going to be the next cast member or in the sequel to like, G.I. Jane. Yeah, prepping. Yeah. Which is, you know what's funny about the whole situation is the joke. Because the joke is so, you gotta know this to get this joke. It's so yeah. specific. Who's watching Demi Moore and G.I. Jane in, in 2022? Exactly. Or knows the reference? So it was like a it was like a joke that couldn't even have landed. It was such a throwaway joke. If it joke. wasn't a movie culture audience. Right. So it, it made me laugh because I was like, the joke wasn't even good. Wasn't even that. Yeah, and you could tell even when uh, he said it. You know, the audience did the whole, like, whatever, you know, reaction. But it's like, yeah. I, uh... <laughs> like, they put up a cue card with a shotgun and they were like, laugh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it and wasn't then, uh, He says the joke, Will laughs. You then see Jada roll her eyes. Yeah. Something happens off camera. Uh, definitely. Um, that is still to be determined what happened there. And yeah. then Will Smith walks on stage... The biggest night of his life, dude. The golden statue he's been chasing for two decades now, and slaps the shit out of Chris Rock. <laughs> That's what I thought was crazy too. Was he didn't get the award and then slap him and then be like, "All right, I'm dipping." He got it after the slap, so he yeah. literally went and sat back down. And it was so awkward. They said like he was getting Tyler Perry and uh, Denzel came up to talk to him, and I was like, yeah. "Dude, I would have left after that, whether I got slapped or did the slap." I would have dipped. Right. So, yeah, he... Somebody pick out my trophy for me. I'll be at home. I'm done. He yeah. does the slap, does the whole, keep my wife's name Yo, dude. out your fucking... Wait, did he say that before or after he slapped him? No, so he, he slaps him first. Okay. And then he sits down and he says, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Oh, I thought he did and that the, before. No, 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 no. No warning for Chris. Just goes up there and slaps oh. the shit out of him. And then says it. And then he says... Hey, it was a G.I. Jane joke. And then he says it again. Keep my wife's name oh. out your... F- really pronounce the F Dude, in that you one. Kill, yo. um, so and then loud. I think that's when probably the audience members went, hold on. Because the first part, it kind of looks like a bit. When I saw it yeah. live, I thought it was that's a bit. That's what everyone said. Like it yeah. was. I didn't think it was a bit because when you watch the footage, I was like... He was so unprepared for that hit, yeah. That he was just like chilling, and then he got hit, and he couldn't dodge it because exactly. he was just like it was not improvised. Nala, go. He's so funny right now. Go, dude. go, He's such go. a baby. Go, get out of here. Go, <laughs> you jerk. Um, the dog is too funny. She is a cuddler by nature. Um, yeah. So that happens. My question to you is. Do you think it's right? Because Will Smith got suspended from the Oscars, going to the Oscars for 10 years for it. Oh, I talked about that the other day. I was like, what the hell are you ever going back to the show for? 
Facts. Not like in the eleventh year he's gonna be like, I'm back, yo. Yeah. What for? He's already a certain age. Like, what the hell are you ever gonna go back to that for? Yeah. And, and as I understand it, and uh, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, people, but he can still be nominated. He can still win. Mm. He just can't go to the award show. Oh, screw that. And to me, it's like. If you're if you have such little respect for the Oscars that you'll slap yeah. a man on live television, don't go. It just seems so coincidental because the viewership and everything for it has declined so heavily in the recent years because people don't think it has the same importance and that it seems like BS. People get snubbed all the time, like they snubbed right. uh, Denis for Dune for like best director. It won oh, six sure. other it won six other Oscars, which is great, but yeah. he got snubbed and it's dumb. But it hasn't been the same since like the golden age that's when it was like prestigious when do you think the golden age of the oscars was throughout like the 30s 40s 50s we're getting we're getting you know like that dylan right now like that time period when you had movies like that like i think that's when the awards really shown you know they were like it was prestigious now it's like oh great this didn't even get nominated this got overlooked they won't even look at stuff like a Marvel movie will only get nominated for like two things, sound editing yeah. and visual effects. They'll pass up anything because they're like, it's not like it doesn't fit a certain niche for them. That's it why almost feels like, bougie. Almost. It feels bougie. Yeah, it feels like. But that I, I, I heard and I know there was a point in the Oscars history where uh, there was a point when it was Star Wars. And yeah. some other film against it. Like the original Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. Like 1977. The, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Star Wars and, and some other film against it. I do not know the other movie. Yeah. And that movie beat Star That's Wars. That's what I'm saying. And it was at it's that point tragedy. that they were like, okay, we're only going to go. Because, I mean, again, the Oscars the Oscars are the Oscars. But the to me, the fact that No Way Home yeah. got nothing. When to <laughs> me, last year, yeah. th- that was the biggest movie to come out. And the movie that made me feel the most. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I saw Coda. That movie's fantastic. That's yeah, that's what one best picture. I didn't even get to it, bro. Her. You, oh my, we can I talk got to, about though. that movie. That movie. I am I am a thirty year old African American male, <laughs> and I almost shed tears during that movie. Bro. Oh, <laughs> I, I it's on Apple TV. If you have Apple TV, please watch it. I sat. Oh, on it this, is okay. Cool. Yeah, I can, yeah. You I'll do not need to see then. the theater. So I, can I talk about sat it. on this couch, and I almost cried. The movie's fantastic. Oh, it's, it's it deserves every award it got. But yeah, um, but you do you. It's been a history of like that for a long time of snubbing, just films. looking over things because you think it's like a lower tier, exactly. And that happened forever. That like certain genres, like the western, for a long time just had a bad rap. Sci-fi wasn't big like that. Yeah. Like you didn't give horror, giant, sti- horror still horror like that. You yeah, don't give big it. budgets to some of these things because yeah. they're considered like lower. Like, like, oh, it was like white trash cinema. You know what Facts, I mean? Like, it's yeah. considered a lower tier. And that's why I was like, I don't think the awards really matter anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like a Rotten Tomatoes thing. You're looking at this tomato score, which is actually like critics yeah. and, a, and a average of them. And then you look at the audience score with a popcorn thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can have night and day. Yeah. And that's what I think, like, No Way Home is. Like, you won't see it get any awards at the Oscars. Sure. But you'll see it make a big chunk of money. And that's what everybody's talking about at the water cooler. Right. You know? But there's not to say that those movies that are like the smaller things, like indies like Coda or something, mm-hmm. aren't deserving and fantastic. Right. It's just that that's always going to be the tune. So people just started saying, F the show. Yeah. And then now it's like, it was the talk of the town because of that. 
That, you know? Yeah, I, I know the Oscars have been struggling for ratings, but that definitely boosted yeah. those ratings. It's and you're an different. idiot for... I mean, I... It, I don't agree that he slapped him. Yeah, I do no, agree I that he should have been penalized for it because again, he slapped a man on national television. Yeah, at the biggest award, at the most prestigious movie award show that there literally is. Yeah, so I get it. It's the Super Bowl of award shows. It really is. It usually uh, it goes over everything else. But as as a, as ratings, you really missed an opportunity to have Will Smith and Chris Rock host next year. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you the, really miss the a, dynamic. If, if I'm if I'm the uh, producer of the yeah, I'm like we gotta. They need to have them do like Hell in a Cell and like wrestling, oh, like WWE, man, dude. Just the, to bury the hatchet, they do like a fun charity event. So yeah. Great. Um, oh jeez, um. Oh yeah, but and before we start, uh, I did want to talk some movies that we saw. Oh, some dog water movies. That yeah, we saw. mostly. I'm looking at you, Morbius. Dilly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, Morbius. Dylan saw Morbius. Holy I have crap. not seen it. Any thoughts on Morbius? Other than I, what we all know you're about to say. On my notes, on my iPhone, I copy down like all the movies that I watch yeah. for the year, whether mm-hmm. they're like old or not. It's just the first time I've seen them. Yeah. And I'll rate them out of 10. So I don't like doing four out of five stars or something because sure. I just think it's like it's not wide enough. like It's too vague. Mm-hmm. So I do out of 10. I put Morbius at like a two when I was being generous. Dang. I was being generous. A two, huh? It's another one of those examples, like the first Suicide Squad, of a movie where half of it's missing, and you know it's there. They just cut it for some reason. When mm. I read that the movie's going to be like an hour and a half, and it's a superhero movie nowadays, I'm just like, no, nah, it's going to be dog Yeah, water. that's rare. That's really rare. Half the characters don't have anything to do. So weren't fleshed out at all. Don't huh? go through any sort of thing. Mm. They're basically just useless to the whole movement. Oh, Everything gets skipped in two seconds. Any sort of development is left to like a shorter than Rocky montage. That makes no <laughs> sense. The motives for people make no sense. Yeah. Everything made no sense. Wow. And... Oh, Were there gosh, any good performances in it? Like is Jared Leto uh, good? The... Jared Leto's good, but it's just wasn't Tyrese he, in it. He's just, Tyrese has nothing to do. You know how <laughs> good gravy? I don't even know. Do you know how you have the the two cops in the movie that are following the thing, the two detectives, and there's one that always has to do the work, and there's one that stands around and just tells them stuff. Sure. I literally just watched rewatched Gone in sixty seconds. Okay. And that's how it is. Okay. It's like the one character and then the second. So which one's Tyrese? Tyrese is like the character who goes and tells him what to do. He's like the in charge. Okay. He was supposed to have like a metal arm or like a bionic arm. It never made it in the film. It's one of the more interesting things that could have came from that film, but it never made it like Wait, in I'm, the cut. Hold on, backtrack. He's supposed to have like some bionic arm. So yeah. Tyrese is supposed to be like almost a like, like a cool, character, like, like a, a Misty Knight thing. And, and he they and, didn't even explore that at all. Nope. Huh? He does nothing. They just go from crime scene to crime scene on a hunch with like no evidence and no motivation and they're just like oh i think this guy's a vampire <laughs> kind of wow. thing and it just keeps going fucking jared wow. leto's drinking fake synthesized blood instead of real blood <laughs> which makes no sense because he's got access to bags of it yeah the funniest part is like matt smith's villain character which again it falls into the same thing of the first bad guy they these people always have to fight is just another version of them so it just becomes a CGI so Matt Smith plays a vampire. Fest. Yeah, I've, everywhere I've seen Matt Smith lately, he's playing a villain, and I love he's him a, he's so a good much. Actor, yeah. I love him so much yeah, as the Eleventh Doctor, and all the roles he gets are villains. Right. Now. He was really good in freaking Last Night in Soho. I didn't see it. Damn. 
I heard Damn, it was really good. I love good. it. Edgar Wright's so good. I heard it was really And I really good. like that film because it's such a cool blend. And, and I like a, the a cool chick idea. that's in it, too. The, um, Anna? Yeah. Yeah. She's good. I watched that Queen's Gambit not that long oh, ago. Yeah, that shit was phenomenal. Shit. And she'd be seeing chess in the sky. You go out and buy a chess board. And Bro. You don't even, I don't even know how to play. And I was Bro. just like, I went out. And now I know. You know how I play it. That's man? how it is. I love things like that, where like a movie or a TV show comes out and it's got something like that, and then mm. like they're like, "Oh, sales have spiked three thousand ah. percent." Like can't even buy a chessboard on and the street. Perfect segue. Segue. Because the movie yeah, that we're watching—that's what I'm talking about—is Chef. Now, Chef. I had never seen this before. Dylan chose this at a pick, but I will give uh, backtrack and like a sort of reference if you've been watch or listening to our podcast. Dylan mentioned Chef when we watched Rat- Ratatouille. Yeah. As saying that it was a movie that almost inspired you to become a chef. Or like you wanted to like d- dive this, into the chef lifestyle. This movie is the reason. We'll, th- this movie formed my backup plan for life in general. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I shit you not. My backup plan in life is to basically do what he did in this movie. If nothing works out for me and I just get to the point where I just said F everything and I don't care anymore, yeah. I'm going to the bank, getting a small loan. Got to wear a tie. <laughs> getting a food truck. Can't be a clip-on tie when you get a loan. Nope. And I'm getting a fucking food truck, and that's going to be my life, and I'm going to be fucking happy. Nice. It was either that or float out into the ocean on a uh, on a raft. <laughs> Hope I don't. <laughs> hope my best friend isn't a volleyball. Oh, shit, and this film inspired that. It's really good, dude. It's, it's it, such a good. It, film. It almost feels like a. How do I say? I, I feel like there are certain movies that feel like uh, feel good movies, like your movies that yep. like you watch. And I feel that way about uh, Disturbia, which is a lost tape. We did do an yeah. episode on it. Oh my it, god, that's a, that cracked Hinata, me up. our producer, messed the whole game up. Well, she didn't mess it up. She did her producer duties and said it wasn't good, and she yeah, she, she exited out. <laughs> yes, yeah, this, this is shit. This is shit. We're cutting it. Um, there, I guess there are films that people just call like comfort. I must just call them like if I had to put them into a category and like write a list of all the ones that I had. They're yeah. like they're chicken soup movies. Mm. They're just things that what it's that like, mean, like they're just comfort. Like you can just oh, sit there and you can yeah. have a nice. Like if you're what sick and you just have cracker. a nice saltine cra- Ritz cracker, mm. fucking Keebler, whatever Keebler makes. Mystery chicken meat. Mystery chicken meat. Slurp <laughs> it up. <laughs> like they're just those comfort films that you have that might not be like the best films around. Yeah, but they're just there. And this is one of these for me where it's like. Any situation, any day, bad day, good day, I could pop this on, and it's 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 like The Office. It's yeah, yeah, just yeah. so freaking comforting that we could just like put it on. You know what I mean? The the long one too. I'm gonna play it and just put it on low. I I recently came to that realization the other day with the Oceans movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Soderbergh's Oceans movies with George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Yeah, they're such comfort films for me. And I love them. Why? Why, and why not, are those comfort films? I have for you? no idea. They're not the greatest ever. I've seen all of but them, but I once. fucking love them. It's just this dynamic because Clooney's <laughs> a masterpiece. Yeah, that's fair. And Brad Pitt's just such a great uh, addition, like to riff off of him. Yeah. And then you have all these other side characters. I love Casey Affleck for no good reason other than <laughs> I just fucking love him. Yeah. That and his skit he did about Dunkin' Donuts on SNL. Oh yeah. If you haven't yeah, seen yeah, that, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really quickly, yeah, yeah, pause, yeah, yeah. go to YouTube, yeah. click Dunkin' Donuts SNL. They had Casey Affleck on SNL after he did his super crazy fucking good movie, uh, Manchester by the Sea. 
Oh yeah, also devastatingly a devastating movie, but it's so good. Yeah, and he did like a fake Dunkin' Donuts commercial that's so fucking real, and it's that's how it is in the north. It's like you gotta go. I can't. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, the you're ocean. from that area. So. Yeah, yeah. So I can it, understand where they shot. Like I was like, dude, that's fucking it. Like I've walked really? into that Dunkin' Donuts before and wow. seen people being like, "Yo, let me get an extra large a Corolla." Dude, it's Dang. so good. But yeah, the Oceans movies for me, just like this, they're they're, Feel good. they're weird comfort movies. This and like Casablanca, fifty thousand other things. Casablanca. Okay, so this is uh this was from twenty fourteen. This is a John Favreau pick. This is his film that he went with as his answer to kind of slowing down in life because he had been doing a lot of big budget things. He did two Iron Mans. Oh, right. In 08 right. And, and the second one obviously the first one. Uh, I mean, he sparked it, man. I mean, yeah, Perfect we can start. pretty much say that John Favreau kind of started the MCU in a way. Like, oh, hell yeah. So, yeah. And the second one came out to not as good reviews, but I'm yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say it's his fault because I hear there was a lot of studio interference with that movie. There's a lot going on at the time because those movies were actually distributed by Paramount and it was like pre, like Disney purchased Marvel right. and like, I think I wrote oh nine. Four billion dollars. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, Iron Man two just kind of felt like a huge setup to the Avengers. It didn't yeah. feel like it was its own film, and that's I mean? like the problem that I think some of like DC things will go to, and some of these Marvel films sometimes too mm. is like they're if they're just a setup movie, is crap. Yeah, because if you can't have that thing sit on its own legs, it's terrible. Mm. And Iron Man two kind of felt like that. It was just trying yeah. to open it wider. There's a lot of, like, script issues, I think. And I wonder if there's a parallel, because in this movie, uh, John Favreau plays a chef that's, like, a head chef. He's, like, the, you know, take-no-crap kind of dude. Yeah. And he is in charge of, like, a, I guess a restaurant that you could say is, like, pretty highbrow. Like, yeah. Like, you know. is happening. And then um, he kind of realizes that he can't kind of do what he wants. Yeah. Like the the meals that he makes, and I wonder if this is a definitely like a, a semi auto biographical yeah, so piece. Like, yeah. How he felt with the Iron Man about films, doing you know? such big things and yeah. then just getting back. Like he really wanted to get back to just like the roots of why you. Oh, love. is that literally what? Yeah. It is? Oh, like well, why? Because okay. this, like, <laughs> put it into perspective, the first Iron Man's got like a one hundred forty million budget. Then you go up like thirty to fifty million more. Like mm. that's a lot of fucking pressure. It's a lot. There's of studio heads. There's people telling you what to do. That's the reason why Marvel has lost high profile directors like Edgar mm. Wright. I never got to see his Ant Man stuff like that because yeah. you got to follow their shit. Yep. And this film is great because a rubric. This film, sure. I believe, was like eleven million. Imagine oh, going man. from fucking a, a two hundred million dollars to eleven million. Yeah, and then it still made a good chunk, and you know enjoyed like a, a nice run like yeah. that. Like that must be such a like and, and, it's, a, and it's a character piece. Like I just feel like when it, when it yeah. comes to these kind of movies, it kind yeah. of shows that like you can as long as you you really flesh out your characters, you can kind of make a movie about whatever you want. As long as you know, as long as them, as long as you the characters, dynamics, you, yeah, you feel like the characters. Yeah. They're, they're really fleshed out. These people you feel like you know, you know what I mean, or like you know of at least. Yeah, because that's the problem when you get some of these bigger movies is you're working basically around like pieces. Yeah, like you're like, oh, this there's action sequence, there's this big set piece here, and when you do these smaller films, sometimes they shine better and last longer because their their story is driven by the characters, and that's what you go away with. Right, and it's like I can't always get that in some of these big things. Yeah, exactly. That's why I feel like you'll have. 
somebody like Michael Bay. <laughs> As we were talking about his newest ambulance. Michael Bay. You'll have him make something huge, like trans, like 16 Transformer films. <laughs> but then in between, they let him do whatever the fuck he wants. So he makes these films. tiny films in between yeah. for mini budgets. Solid But films. it's always something that is just different. Yeah, passion You know, projects. Pain and Gain, yeah. uh, 13, 13 uh, hours. The Benghazi Soldier 13 one and whatnot. Hours, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like he can do whatever he wants. And that's how I view this is. He did this shit after Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, my God. Otherwise known as the most disappointing shit I've ever seen. I forgot about that. There's no way that movie did well in the box office. Uh, Hell no. It didn't even make back its money. I love Cowboys. I didn't see it. I like freaking Alien What's the premise of that movie? It's dumb fuckery. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. It's like what is the? I haven't seen it. Does it take? I haven't haven't seen it. it. No, I have, but it's Uh, been a really long time. It's the premise of the movie is the title of the movie. We'll put it like, like that. Does it take place in like olden yeah. times? Yeah, yeah. No, it's the old west, and there's like some fucking aliens going around. And the the fucking disappointing shit of it is it's got a fucking all star cast. It's got Olivia Who's in it? Olivia Wilde, Ooh. or not? Yeah, Olivia Wilde. Yeah. Fucking Daniel Craig, and this what? is Daniel Craig because that was 2011. James Bond. This is fucking Daniel Craig off of James Bond. Daniel Craig. Whoa. And that's fucking, like Casino Royale, yeah. Daniel Craig, and Quantum at that point. It might have been pre Skyfall. I don't remember dates as well. I as feel like that is pre Skyfall. Um, or we're probably wrong. And like more than anything, fucking Harrison Ford, fucking Harrison Ford. The whole movie, fucking Daniel How Craig, did he get all these people. <laughs> Daniel Craig has like a an alien fucking device on his arm. The whole film, they all play cowboys. He's like the most wooden thing in that film. Like they waste him. Yeah. It's weird, but I gotta think that like after doing that, I would definitely want to do this film, something back yeah. to the traditional roots, smaller freaking picture Dustin character Hoffman's piece, dude. Dustin Hoffman, Dang, freaking Rain bro. Man, Kramer versus Kramer. Rain He's got a fucking filmography. I can't even. Dustin Hoffman. I can't even. You got Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. You got freaking John. Legazamo. Legazamo, man. And how many people here can remember Legazamo as a big fat clown in Spawn? Because <laughs> that's all. Shout out Spawn, when I dude. see him, Michael that's J. what White. I think of. I've watched that as a kid when yeah. I shouldn't have because I was definitely rated R. Sure. Arg. Mm-hmm. And that or the uh, Super Mario Bros. movie, which nobody should oh, see. Oh, man. Unless you want to have a good time. Yeah, if anything, go see it with your friends. It's a good time. I love him. I love John Logazam in this movie, though. He's such a funny, like... Yeah, let's talk performances, bro. Side character. Uh, yeah, Legazamo. I, I think sometimes you love him or hate him. He's really good in this movie. He's the fuck. You know what I always forget? He's the fucking sloth in Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, like, 20 Ice Age movies. Oh Does he play him in all of them? I don't... Yeah, he's... I don't know. What I've never even paycheck. seen yeah, one of them. So long. He's <laughs> playing the sloth. You had they call him up every three years. They're like, "Are hey, you ready?" I don't remember ready anything to play from those movies other than that damn squirrel. The squirrel scrat or whatever. Sure. I've never seen a single one, but I have I, seen. I feel a, like I've seen the first. I one. have seen a meme showing them how shitty the animation was in the first one. Then they were messing. Really, they were making fun of the animation. Really, yeah, because the first one is the first one's rough. Like some movies hold up. 
yeah. animation wise like i could pop in shrek and be like oh yeah and by the fourth track you're like wow they really up the animation game yeah but the animation on the first ice age boy hold oh, on to your sweater wow. it looks rough wow 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 i do think that this is uh favreau's in my opinion best acting performance yeah without yeah, a doubt yeah like hands down he's so freaking good in this film yeah he's really good and i respect the hell out of anybody who can like write it produce it act in it fucking direct it and do all that and juggle that and the stress and the workload and all that and i it's so good to see a performance like his be so well and shine in this film because you think like in the back of his mind he's doing all that shit yeah, there's not really many people working in Hollywood right now that are as talented as John Favreau. No. I mean, and this, to, to be able to do this, yeah. to do Iron Man, to set up the MCU, to to recreate Jungle Book, to recreate the Lion King. There's like, not many people who do all the jobs at once. Exactly. And it's a, I almost feel like it's, sometimes it's like an older thing. That's what Chaplin did, and that's why he fucking mm. blew me away. Chaplin directed, he wrote his shit, he did fucking music, and Dang. composed for his shit okay. most of the you time, too. It's insane. And, and would be here like editing it with the editor, if not so, like, like taking old, over. Old tiny chopping film. Yeah, yeah, literally, actually cutting, <laughs> physically yeah, cutting, physically and then cutting, pasting yeah. together, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and well, there ain't no digital around here, mm-hmm. boy. Mm-hmm. No, so I, I love him in this film, and knowing that he's doing all that in the background is insane to me. I feel like so Scarlett Johansson's in this movie as well, yes, sir. And I, I, I have, a, I feel like they don't use her the movie ends and you don't feel like i feel like you're still kind of missing some stuff from her character oh you do i like i must feel like the characters that have a small piece like her or and robert downey jr are like like are like that to not shine out like they're specifically kept dull to not like overtake it because not, of, because like, of their star status, got you. You feel use their star power for the. F- I see to be saying. like, oh, this is a Scar Joe picture, got or it's you, a Robert. Downey it could just be like, oh, they're in it. There's like it's a, a cameo. cameo. Like you yeah, remember when you remember when um, in Interstellar when all of a sudden Matt Damon comes out of the fucking the cryo sleep, yeah. and I was like, is that Matt Damon? Yep. You don't want to even know Matt Damon's in the picture. I didn't even know. But idea he's he such a movie. good actor that even playing a small piece is fantastic. I that's how I think about that. I was like, is that? Matt Damon from The Martian? From The Martian? He on, like, he on like, another they, planet. Yeah, I was like, did, is this a... Is this a like Reprising a the same yeah, character. Yeah, like, what is happening? Yeah. Same universe? Ridley Scott and oh, Christopher I, Nolan. I was, I was here planting things. <laughs> yeah, man, I was back here making some potatoes. I ran out of ketchup. I went to go grab a spoon. I hit my head. I fell in. Next thing you know, Next Matthew thing you McConaughey. Know, McConaughey and Anne Hathaway are looking at me, and I'm Jeez, thinking, this is heaven. Man. I also God. love the uh, little kid in this movie. The, the one oh, that man. I, he's really I, good. His name is MJ Anthony. I haven't seen him in anything else. He's crazy. He's older. And you know what's crazy about that is it's insane because that's the anchor of your film. Mm-hmm. And if that child actor actor doesn't work, so much of the movie is off. Oh, yeah. And that's why I respect the hell out of like Spielberg and different directors like him that Best. know how to Best work with children. Director, yeah. yeah, they Lots know how to pull that performance or they just come across a freaking kid who's just fucking out of this world. Yeah. And you've seen that, you know, year after year in Hollywood. There'd just oh, be yeah. kids that, like the whole fucking cast of Stranger Things. Insane. It's like, where do you find that? Insane. You know, where, you know where that is though? That's a casting director. That's an unsung yeah, fucking job of Hollywood. I always felt Hollywood. that in, uh, for the Oscars, there should be an Oscar for Best for, Casting. For right? Casting, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I've been doing nothing but listening to like two different podcasts for the office, mm-hmm. uh, Office Ladies, and then That's Brian the one with uh, uh, Pam and Angela. Yeah, and, yeah. and Brian Baumgartner's. Brian Baumgartner. Um, he, he played Kevin. Oh, okay, he started yeah, yeah. by doing a deep dive podcast about the office and then mm-hmm. now he's just doing one for like tv and movies in general oh cool he did like uh, he covered a lot of that too and they constantly talk about the casting process and the mm-hmm. casting director allison jones that they had yeah and it just kept dawning on me like that's a name that like that's vital for a does film. he do like uh like modern film older film he's been doing like modern kind of stuff like the stuff he did after he covered all the stuff for the office, like yeah. he's he got like Lamorne Morris who played like Winston on on New Girl. Oh, and then he just interviewed like a couple other people, Kevin oh, Nealon, cool, cool, cool. some other things. Oh, side note, it. it's really dope. Um, Dylan has started another podcast. Oh yeah, we forgot, forgot to plug it I in the beginning. Dylan, you want to talk about I it for a second? Plug it in. Yeah, um, I wanted to do more on the side so I could do deeper dives into like real classic things. I want to get into it and educate the people on the old old stuff hell yeah and i I, it's called it's on spotify and i'm working on getting it on itunes too it's called the hernandez variety show and i named it that because i want to be able to do a bunch of different things i don't want to like keep it as one thing right and the first venture i'm going on is doing a full watch through of rod sterling's original 1960s twilight zone because that was good as it's my it's my all time favorite show, and I'm gonna start there. And I've got two episodes out already. Please listen to it. It's so I'm good. Putting, dude. I'm putting a lot of research into it. Yeah, I, I it's a huge passion project. We of shoot mine. we shoot the shit here, but if you're actually we, trying to like no real trying to get in, yeah, if you're trying to learn, like I think Dylan's out here actually giving lessons on sweating on here. Yeah, for like film that. Uh, like kind of revolutionized what we're watching today. Yeah, know, so I've I've made a lot of good choices on films and stuff by following rabbit holes by being like, okay, this director is really cool. Like, what other films has he done? This actor is cool. What else has he done? Right. And it's led me to so many other really cool, you know, films and you know there and onward. So I do a lot of research for it. If you listen to it, you'll hear a lot of recommendations for different films and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. The Hernandez Variety Show. Give it a check. It's definitely worth going through the Twilight Zone, and I also think I'm going to go through the X Files with uh, with my brother because he really he really loves that show. He has a sick tattoo, and I know, yeah, (laughs) I know the X Files can be a really cool show to do like the whole run through. There's some decent. I don't even know how many seasons of that show there are. Nine. There's five for the Twilight Zone. There's nine for the X Files, and there's two feature films. But back then. Shorter episodes, right? So like thirty X Files. Yeah, no, those are an hour. Those, hour long. Those are like forty-one minute yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tune in because they about to be <laughs> <laughs> about to dive they, they, in. They about to dive in, bro. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of content. Oh, Jeez. oh man, uh, where were we? We were at Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett, Star Joe, and, and Robert Downey. I like that about. Uh, different filmmakers though kind of like the Adam Sandler effect where it's like you find like a group of people you like that you've worked with and obviously Golden he's worked everything. with Robert Downey and Scarlett on Iron Man yeah. and whatnot. so it's like you kind of bring them along to your smaller projects and Sofia Vergara I love Sofia in this yeah, because great. I feel that you get there's a danger of being typecast and always doing the same thing, and oh, yeah. I feel like everyone would hire her to play Gloria from from uh, Modern, Modern Family. Family yeah. And on that show, she's just very loud, 
very screechy. And mm. when I saw her in this, she's like, she whispers. Yeah. She's soft-spoken. And I'm like, it's so cool to see her play a different character. Oh, yeah. Because you start thinking, like, I don't really think she's the greatest actress or something because that's all I see. Or like you said, you, know? you just feel like they, they're, they're, one, they're one note. Yeah. And I feel when like I saw Vince her Vaughn, that, yeah. to me, is very one note. Gravy. I hate to say that because good, good. he's in some movies that I really do enjoy. But, but it but does feel like he know, like an actor will find a certain thing that's their wheelhouse just and keep, keep going. Yeah. Have you ever seen Psycho with Vince Vaughn? Don't you ever bring that movie back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever bring that piece of what? Who uh, <laughs> is responsible for that? I know. If you don't wow. know, in, I think it was 98. I think that sounds about right. Uh, Gus Van Sant, <laughs> who I hope is the right thing, who did uh, Good Will Hunting. I'm sure he's hiding. I'm sure he's in hiding. He did like a shot for shot remake in color of, of Hitchcock's Psycho. And the part of Norman Bates that Anthony Perkins played is played by Famously fucking played. Vince Vaughn. And it is so... Like out of style Cringy. and out of character, Ugh. and yeah, double cringe with a piece of cheese on top. That one where they show that final <laughs> shot, the iconic one where like you realize that like it's been him the whole time. That yeah, way. and they zooms into Vince Vaughn's <laughs> face, and I was just like, "Are you kidding me right now?" I think the film is really fucking cool as an experiment. Like you know how people do like a, a parody thing and put it on like yeah, YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's a great. That's SNL what I think skit. it is. Yeah, it's a sure. really cool <laughs> way of being like, yo, this is cool. Like you could do a shot for shot of somebody's film and put it in color. That's yeah, a cool experiment. Yeah. As a fucking good thing, it's not. So I go yeah. two, three, and four are better than that. I'm better than that, homie. I'm assuming that they're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that I'm assuming that when they were making that movie, they were, they thought people would go. Honestly, I'd rather watch this than the original, and I'd That's rather crazy. Yeah. I'd rather watch a high school stage <laughs> adaptation of Psycho than with than music. Than somebody I'd, wrote like a musical. musical numbers. Yeah. Somebody who thought they were Lin Manuel. Ring, 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 ring! I'm stabbing. <laughs> like I'd rather watch to that. Do a, oh, rap! A Lin Manuel, a Lin Manuel rap. rap, Psycho about. Rap. About fucking marrying, stealing the money. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather, I'd rather watch that than any than this Vince Vaughn BS that was put on screen. Yo, it almost feels disrespectful. Shout out to the sequels for Psycho for being actually kind of cool. Yeah, I said it. You did. I said it. You did say it. Two and three and four are kind of cool. I have not seen three and four. I've seen two. I've not seen three and four. They're they're good. Like they're worth the watch. I think four. I think Stephen King himself said that like four was the only like true like decent sequel to Psycho. Four? Yeah. Dang. Like a prequel thing. I think four was. Dang. There are just some films that should never be touched. Like there are some things you could remake and change. Like you ever seen Three Ten to Yuma? Mm-mm. Three Ten to Yuma. It came out in like oh seven. It was directed by James Mangold, who okay. did like Logan. Ooh, and uh, Ford versus movie. Ferrari. Okay, it's yeah. fucking great. Okay. It's got um, Christian Bale, Bale, and um, oh gosh, uh, Russell Crowe. But it's a remake Whoa. of a film from like 1957 or something. Mm-hmm. And the original film was really, really good. But it's one of those ones that like those rare remakes that like is almost better. Wow! Because of some of the story choices and the yeah. stuff they do, kind of like we were talking about with uh, West Side Story. Mm-hmm. I would much rather watch the Steven Spielberg one than the original. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's I just feel bold, like it's just I like more. That one. That's a bold one. 
I just feel like the it's more. Uh, I'm just really happy that they're a Puerto Rican. It's more authentic. Yeah, it feels. like I, I yeah. I'm not sitting here. Sh- like obviously the first one is revolutionary in film, but, but it's like, not somebody with like makeup. That, yeah, that's like, supposed to look Puerto Rican. It's exactly. Like, it's like no, this dude can speak Spanish. There's certain things that like back then. Yeah. Though again, culturally acceptable back then, and that's totally fine. I'm it's not still to that. white people playing Puerto Ricans. Exactly. Like they There's never had rice and beans about, a day in their life. There's something cooler about <laughs> actual Puerto Ricans yeah. getting to portray the people that. You know, yeah, they were trying. Like, but I, I do think that there is a version of like films that like are acceptable to remake and ones that aren't. Yeah, like don't fucking touch Casablanca. You can never touch it. You can never you remake that and have that be tried? good. Think I think somebody pitched? pitched it and then somebody was like, "Yeah, get the fuck out of here." Mm. Or they were like, "Okay, that died along the way." Okay, we need to take a breather because right now John Favreau is cooking a grilled cheese. Ooh. He's cooking a grilled cheese that is, like if you watch this film, there. you know that when he makes this grilled cheese, it's like a two-minute scene. And I've never wanted a grilled cheese more in my life Absolutely. than when I first watched this movie. Yep. And I remember I had an ex of mine that, like, this was one of the very first movies I watched with her because I was like, you got to see it. I love it. Yeah. And she made fun of me, like, forever after Look that. Look at that cheese pull. Because I made her, like... I made us go to the store after I watched it and buy the stuff and buy the yeah. stuff sourdough bread his hell no his <laughs> John's was great uh-huh. I had like fucking wonder bread oh, you're out of your and mind. like sliced cheese craft singles and it was like <laughs> country crock it wasn't oh, even butter God. and it was like in my mind I was eating it and it was really good but it was the worst like yeah. attempt you could have made. You got to get sourdough bread. You got to go to the deli. You got to go get the sliced to, cheese. You got to go to Publix and get something good. Dang, it's got to be man. like if it ain't four cheese, I don't want it. Yeah, Dang. I made I made the shittiest one. But this film makes you so freaking hungry. Yeah, I told Dylan before funny, we dude. before we started this podcast, I actually told him like, bro, we need to eat right now because <laughs> I can't watch this while I'm hungry. You can't. No. And I used to torture myself when I was young by watching like Food Network when I was younger. Oh, so I used to do that shit all the time in college. Huh? Bro, bro you ever watch food? Triple D when you're starving? Bro, you ever watch? It's like torture. It's like water torture. You ever watch Adam vs. Food? <laughs> Just watch a man just eat the best foods in a state <laughs> while you're eating ramen noodles in your oh dorm room crying. God. And you tried to spice up your ramen noodle with like oh, an yeah. egg, but you overcooked it. And I didn't even you, have eggs. And then you seasoned it wrong. I didn't have <laughs> eggs, man. I was just hoping for an extra packet in that motherfucker. Oh, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't even. Extra MSG. I'd be watching late night. I'd be watching like Emerald and Rachel Ray 30 Minute Meals. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I can't go into the kitchen and make a fucking meal right now. So mm. I would take the ramen crunch crush the bag yeah open it put the seasoning and you be eating that shit dry season it yeah you've ne- is, have you done that before i've eaten ramen like the noodles without like just the noodles yeah like, without being cooked but i've never yeah. like, you just crush the, yeah yeah you, you crush the them up and then you put the seasoning and then you that. shake the bag that was almost like uh like chips it's a fucking sodium oh, boost yeah. blast it's a jimmy oh, yeah. neutron sodium boost yeah. blast because you'll get the piece that's coated like to, to the yeah, max, oh and it'll God. blow you away. Meanwhile, I'm watching Guy Fieri stuff a freaking quarter pounder Woo! hog sandwich down his face, and I'm just like covered in donkey sauce. Covered in <laughs> donkey. <laughs> um, the the cool guy they had for this film, he, they ended up making him a co-producer is Roy Choi. Roy Choi. Roy Choi. Yeah. Yeah. He, John Favreau, shadowed him 
in addition to going to like a French cooking school to learn how to do you know the stuff, yeah, the techniques for the film. So anything that was like food wise that comes up is actually Roy, you know, helping them doing that, cooking it, etc. Yeah. And when you oh, like I did, <laughs> if you listen to the commentary, he does it with John and provides a lot of cool insights about the different food, the real places and restaurants that they go, wow. like the places in like Memphis or whatever, the barbecue, like there's legit people working on this film. That's really cool. And I like that cuz it's just like you're really representing it. Yeah. I lo- I've researched a bunch about Roy. Uh apparently he went to Culinary Institute of America and I was like that's really interesting cuz I almost went there. <laughs> no way, really? Mm-hmm. When I was in school and like I got really hyped on this is Food in high Network, school, college? high school, high school. Okay. I got fucking obsessed with Food Network. So this is before Chef, and man. Thought, you were just. I thought like that's what I wanted to do. Dylan, can you throw down in the kitchen? No. <laughs> <laughs> because here's why: because <laughs> I gave up on it, so I never crossed that threshold from like, oh, I'd like to, and I actually can. So gotcha. like, I mean, I'm I'm not like burning water or anything that doesn't sure, make any sure, sense sure. but i know what you mean like you're not uh but i'm not, not terrible i'm not cook. there yeah but i, I got really once i went over you made me some like shortbread cookies I'm trying some oh there. yeah i tried to make the uh biscuits the shortbread cookie biscuits from ted lasso that's i'm fucking obsessed with that's ted lasso yeah. and i've made them since then and they haven't come out as good since the time you gave yeah them i'm trying there's two uh there's two women at my church that love the show just like me and i want to mm-hmm. surprise them with the cookies i want to find the Ooh. box that he he always gives his boss in the show yeah and yeah, give yeah, it to yeah. them just to be really nice and i <laughs> fucked up the recipe so bad i haven't given them anything yet because i kind of <laughs> make it right but i used to be really obsessed with like food network and i thought i wanted to do that so i took the culinary course in high school yeah and there's this competition they do like across america called skills usa Mm-hmm. And it encompasses like fifty different things. Like you could do woodworking, you could do electrician, whatever. And there's different stuff for culinary. And the if you do good enough, you get to go to Kansas. Whoa! Like and go to a, a like the national level here and whatnot. Yeah. And he was trying to get back there, and he had a couple kids go for like hot foods. It, I don't know. You just cook like a menu or something. Mm-hmm. A couple of his kids went in for baking, and got really snubbed because i guess there was some bs that went on but those kids that went in for baking one of them was like a sous chef at a restaurant later a couple different restaurants and the other one has her own shop Uh in the carolinas and she was on chopped oh my god like the chopped so that's why i was like man i was in good company yeah absolutely i didn't want to fucking cook I, I liked being a waiter for some dumb reason because it was like <laughs> you got to just chill in the yeah. AC. So I was like, yes, I'll go in and I'll do the waitering thing. And it was like me and another girl and then a couple of their kids from schools. Yeah. And I won second. I won silver. Nice. Because I was dude. terrified to fly. Uh-huh. So I was praying that I didn't win. Oh, wow. So I won silver and I was like, thank God. Like, I did really <laughs> good, but I didn't have to go to Kansas. Uh-huh. And they gave me scholarship money to go to that culinary school, the CIA Dang. or whatever. And I never used it because I changed my mind about what I wanted to do. But yeah. I had like 20 grand in scholarship money. I could have just gone to this school and Dang, then Dylan. cooked. This could have been an autobiography film about you. Yep. Hey, That's I'm telling crazy. you, this film is still my backup. This shit goes sour. We're in the hey, food truck. Bro. Come see me on fucking Colonial right, and so, Semeron, okay, okay. bro. So, 
Dylan has a food truck, right? Yep. What's what, what's he serving? What am I serving? Yeah. Oh, good gravy. What's on the menu, Dylan? I gotta know. I feel if like I'm, what's I'm on up. the menu is the things that I want to eat at like 2 in the morning. Sure. Okay. What's that? Tacos. Mmm. What's in them, though? We got we got all we got assorted meats. We got carnitas. Yeah, probably something like a a carnitas or Ooh. or a barbacoa kind of thing. Ooh. I and something with like chicharrones. Some birria. Some chicharrones. Bi- yeah. There's this the the King Bao restaurant. You ever been to that over here? I've they heard take of the it. bao buns and they make all different sandwiches. Yeah. They have one where they take uh, chicharrones and they crush them up, mm-hmm. and so it's like a dust. And they sprinkle that on top of, like, this pork fat. Wow. Yeah, that'd be me. <laughs> that'd be me. <laughs> You've heard about my cereal restaurant, too? They have this restaurant. Rest- I, I it's a breakfast restaurant. Okay. And they have this restaurant where you basically have cereals from around the world and everywhere. Yeah. And you can do that. But I want to take it, like, a step further and do a bunch of different breakfast things. Ooh. It also, half the building is a nap area. I love that. I have this idea that, like... You're just gonna have a nap pod. Yeah, it's definitely in Japan. Just an immediate where you pay for like down. three hours and you mm. can do a nap. Because like there's that. always just weird things. You're like, I have a layover. Yeah, I have this. I'm driving. I just want a nap pod. Take a real quick I, I nappy nap. I can't do like a hotel and I have it for yeah, a day. No, like I just man. need like three hours. Yeah. So Let yeah, me rent this out. I'll, like I'll park the food truck in front of there. I like that. And I knew what the name of the food truck was, mm-hmm. and I've definitely forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my backup plan. I always wanted to start a ice cream shop, Ooh. and then have uh, call it call it Titties. T i t t y s. That's not where I thought this was. Going. Yeah, I want to call it Titties. And Why? Then, and then have the the logo be like uh, ice cream scoop, and then like a cherry. On top oh. of the nipple, titties. That makes topical sense. Yeah, man. That's what high school you, camp for you. you. I was gonna say, what grade were you in when you came up with this idea? No, no, ninth what, grade. What unprofessional email did you have back then when you made that up? Football players one <laughs> at AOL. What was your AOL? Screen, yeah, man? I really was like, man, that would be genius. Oh, jeez. And now I'm thirty with the so... sealed, with the same dreams. <laughs> Don't worry, I got the food truck. You got titties ice cream. <laughs> Come on, man. You ain't trying to go to titties? I mean, Come if on. it's there, I'm not going to knock it. If go someone in. was like, yo, Dill, I know this dope ice cream spot is called titties, you wouldn't yeah. be like, yo, when are we I'd going? have to Google it first. That's fair. To make sure that it was I'm a sure real establishment. To make sure it wasn't like a Rachel's establishment. Oh, sure. sure like sure, ice cream sure. came first. Ice cream is the only thing we're serving. Okay. I'm not trying to have, like, scantily clad women there. It's just a normal ice cream shop. It's like, just, just called titties. really good ice cream. Yeah, it's just, just called titties. I love that. Yeah. Because it draws them in. Exactly. What is this? It's like, a, it's like a precarious thumbnail on YouTube. Yeah. It has nothing to do with what nothing the thumbnail shows. It's like a guy talking about yeah. home improvement. But you brought them, you brought them in. With we the brought thumbnail. them in, man. What? Uh, they come in. Are there titties here? No, sir. Just great ice cream. <laughs> It's just great ice cream. Just scoop after scoop after scoop. Fantastic frozen. Milk. You gotta have a mission statement with your business too. I gotta draft that. You gotta have a mission statement for your ice cream place. Titties is an establishment that serves luscious. Luscious. There you go. Perfect. Mounds. Perfectly plump. Mounds. Mounds of <laughs> pillowy soft. Adjectives. Frozen milk. <laughs> frozen milk. <laughs> 
and frozen for, sugary and milk. for you vegans go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> my food truck friggin motto is just gonna be this is all i got left <laughs> <laughs> Come this spend, is my last straw. Come spend your money come here, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Any 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 final thoughts on? Oh, one thing I was gonna say. Yeah, because I really the food critic in this is played by Oliver Platt. I had this thought when I watched it because I enjoy his his banter in this so much. Yeah, I fucking want a film critic movie. I was thinking about him, and I was mm. thinking about Anton Ego, the film critic from Ratatouille. I would fucking oh, yeah. love like a really cool like that like comedy about film, film about food critics oh cool and like they're some funny kind of story with them and i was like damn now i gotta write it hell yeah it's annoying to me because like i got too many things i'm supposed to write and now i got another one that's a cool one though I, I, it would be, be yeah. like i don't know exactly what it would be but yeah, i just conflict or anything i just hit it, it, i just hit on to like man a, a little film about food critics would be pretty funny the premise intrigues me for sure mm-hmm that is interesting. I like the premise. I like the premise. So look at my notes. I had so yeah. many notes, but I feel like we talked so fast that I don't know if we hit everything. Hmm. It looks like we did. Hey, man. I love this film. That's what I got to say. Yeah, this is this is a great pick. I, you know, like I was saying, man, I just, like, I watched this movie, and though it is about a man who, you know... I mean, borderline is on top of the world in terms of like he's the he's the head chef of a of a very classy establishment, but kind of finds himself when owning a food truck. Yeah, you know, and, and to me, you know, at, we're at a stage of our lives right now where it's like we're still trying to yeah, you know, do jobs where we can feel like confident in what we're doing and stuff like that. And I I really can. It was this was a great pick, dude. Like I really I, felt connected to. This I film. like yeah, I like the story of like even though he has all these things and it to like a certain person they might be like oh he's got it all right he's still unfulfilled in what's going on like creativity and creativity wise and all that yeah and then when you suddenly realize that like so much of the film is actually about like the fact that like he's disconnected from like his son Boom, and all that dude. yeah it's exactly. like that's actually what he's supposed to fill in right does it does any of that matter if i can't spend time with my son yeah like him it's this whole film about going back to basics with everything like reconnecting with his son you know being a father finding his passion and like what he works again and i can relate to that like sometimes it's just like you feel like shit because you realize that it's just like you know all that's gone out of whack yeah. Like, none of that you have a grip on anymore, and you got to, like, just reconnect with so many things. Yeah. And even the things that make you the happiest, like, for him, it's cooking. It's not doing the same kick that it used to. Exactly. And you got to just, like, grind everything. Yeah. Dig deep for, like, what you're going to do with it, and then, you know, see what happens from it. Yeah. That's that's where the food truck is born. <laughs> I could tell why you wanted to watch this one. That's a good God, one. I want to go watch that Psycho now. Oh, the Vince Vaughn one. Maybe we should know, save that one for. Uh, I know my brother has it. For, like uh, we on could do. ITunes, uh, I think. Yeah. I know the the audiences. They do like the short format that we do, and and uh, when we have a lot to talk about, then the longer one's fine. But I feel like that one would have to be like a we riff through that whole thing. Oh man, yeah, yeah I mean, it would be like a mystery science theater. Yeah, we'd thing have to, to figure it out. One. We'd have to. It's so, it's so bad. That I that it. I could probably, and again. I, it, Here's a fun fact about this podcast. When it first started, 
Um, if you're if you're following me, if you're if you're following this podcast because you found my TikTok or whatever, I think some people think that my TikTok is like me making fun of films, mm. and I and I hate I hate that because it's not what I'm trying to do. A lot of the films that I talk about, I do love in some way, shape, or form. When I when this podcast got brought up with Dylan, Dylan was like the one thing he didn't want to do was make fun of movies. Yeah, that's not something that he's trying to do. Where and I, and I feel the exact same way, and almost feel like dang like i hope people don't feel like that's what i'm trying to do because i don't like i know how hard it is to make a movie it's hard to make a bad it's, movie exactly like it, it, it's hard so it's i totally even, it's I'm impossible not, to make one great i'm know? not trying to shade any movie i will shade the fuck <laughs> <laughs> out of that movie oh, i bro gravy. that i didn't it just felt disrespectful yeah, it, it is kind of like freaking dancing on a grave. You know what I mean? It really is. Like, you cut it out, man. What are you doing? You know, it's bad, too, because there are some movies that lend itself well to being remade, but only if it's done with care. Because then you'll have something like Ben-Hur Boom. get remade Boom. and just be a mediocre movie yep. compared to the original. Exactly. You know, it's like you sometimes you hit and sometimes you don't. But then you see, uh, what's his name, Mike Flanagan's uh, Dr. Sleep. It's not a remake of The Shining, of course, yeah. but then like it, he 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 carefully crafted a movie that pays so much respect to the original. You could tell when the people involved are invested, yeah. like the stuff with John Favreau doing like Mandalorian and whatnot. Oh man, you can tell he's a fan first that him and like Dave and everyone invested are fans and yeah. they love it and they have a passion for it and they understand it. Yeah, and that's when it gets good. That's when I feel you can make a good remake mm-hmm. when you fucking understand what made the original one good in the first place, and yeah. you know exactly what you can tweak, change, yeah. and like complement. Like that's when you're gonna strike gold, but that's why I feel like doing a shot for shot remake yeah. in color doesn't doesn't you. work because it's like you don't I don't know I think people get obsessed with this idea that if you're gonna remake something you're like well they they had to you know when you like adapt a book yeah like well they had to make some differences because you you know you already had this you don't want to just see the same thing regurgitated sometimes people do yeah low key or it's regurgitated and it just doesn't work Bombs. and it falls flat yeah and it's like it, maybe you should have done a little bit different yeah or just recap or just like not done it or, just re- <laughs> <laughs> or just recap or just recap that movie I have no idea um but oh, yeah gosh. uh by the time you're hearing this, we'll probably be filming our next podcast. Oh, which it's going to be, be good. Uh, one, it's, it's, it's a pick of mine. Uh, the Mighty Morphing Power Rangers movie from the late 90s. Yes, sir. And it's going to be on VHS. And right? we are watching it on VHS. Yeah. It's, oh, it's right there. Oh, there. And, uh, man, I, that, that movie. Banger. That's the one with the ooze, right? Ivan ooze. Okay, good. I've seen it. But it's yeah. been a minute. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad it's been a minute for you because that right, movie is be... fantastic. Bro. I don't think I'm gonna pre-watch it. Don't I think because we're gonna go through that whole thing. We're gonna go through the whole thing, and so I, I've seen. I want to just. I want to just have it wash uh, over. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that movie more than probably anyone Stop. should. Stop. So I, I, there's not. I know everything about that movie. Damn. All yeah, right. I know the director to where they shot this to who was supposed <laughs> to be this part before it got recasted oh, i know geez. everything about i know an unhealthy i'm amount. ready and we're doing that one with another steven. theater friend of ours yeah, yeah, yeah steven we have a lot local of local tattoo uh, artists yeah. so if you're in orlando area Ooh, we'll definitely plug his stuff him. yeah man we should do that there's a lot of podcasts that i listen to that like 
half the time, like, when they bring someone on, it's also to plug what they got going yeah. on. We definitely should do that. I think the thing with Tyler is that he just had nothing to plug. I think if somebody comes on and we're like, what do you got going on? And they tell us they're they're opening an ice cream joint, we got to kick them out. <laughs> Especially if they're calling it Tim's. Yep. That's just plagiarism. You know Absolutely. we got that copyright. There's a C and a Tins. R at the end of that bad boy. If you boy. see any ice cream shop, yep. shop that says T-I-D-D-Y. We're suing. That's, you stole it. It's here. cereal straws all over again. I still got beef, bro. <laughs> I cereal got, straws. I forgot about that shit. I'm fucking pissed about that to this uh, day. Just. Somebody owe me royalties. <laughs> shit. Oh, man. But anyway, y'all. It's been Extra Butter. It's been Extra Butter. We'll be back next week with another bang. Another banger. Uh, but until Another then, one. Nala, you got anything to say to the people? I can translate. She said that there better be treats at both the food truck and titties. Yeah, <laughs> dog treats. Nala, Nala dog will be cream. the sl- yeah. Nala will definitely be on the frosty paws, whatever they call that. <laughs> uh, Pupcino. Pup, uh, yeah, pup cup. Hey, let me get a, let me get a pup cup. It's just literally whipped cream. It's. Just <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Starbucks whipped cream is funky. If you know, you know. If you know, if you, you know, you know. know. All right, well, thanks, thanks, everybody. Later. Have a good night.